Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chips and the Dip. It's been a little minute, but we're back with a new episode after the biggest game in American team sports. Robert, I'm going to start with you. What are your What are your biggest key takeaways, whatever you want to give us about the Super Bowl result? I think the, the biggest takeaway, honestly, is that the Chiefs really were missing their two uh, tackles. Mahomes was pressured on like 55% of his dropbacks or something, the the highest in Super Bowl history. He ran like 500 yards before throwing the ball. He made some crazy throws, but like they weren't in the game at that point, so it doesn't even matter. The refs were a slight or were an issue in the first half, in my opinion. They made some some soft calls that led to swings, touchdowns, interceptions, stuff like that. But the Buccaneers' defense, Todd Bowles, had a great game plan and just somehow shut them down. I guess teams are probably going to be looking at that over the offseason to see what they can do next season to stop the Chiefs. Yeah, the Todd Bowles and the Bucks defensively, they were just basically playing prevent. We're trying to force the Chiefs to have like 10-play drives while Andy Reid and them were continuing to be absolutely stubborn. Yeah. And coming into a game where you don't have your two tackles, you don't – don't game plan around that. You don't try and run the ball early. You don't try and have methodical drives down the field. So actually had a big problem with the game plan coming into that. Yeah. I think a thing though, against the Bills in the AFC championship, they had like a couple methodical drives because Mahomes was limited with his foot. They they did a short passing game. They threw a lot of screens and they didn't really try and stay with it. They just tried to have Mahomes run around so the receivers can be open deep, which I don't think that's going to work ever. No, nah, and the Tampa, the Tampa front four is is a different yeah. monster compared to the Buffalo pass rush. Yeah. Scott, what you got, man? What? Holy bot. My thing just cut out. Oh okay. <laughs> So I think I think it's more on the coaching staff rather than anything else on the Chiefs, but also credit to Tampa. They're the they're the most well balanced team in the NFL. Definitely now. Proven they can run the ball, they got the receivers, they got they got Tom Brady, then their front seven, they got elite coordinators, they're top to bottom. They're just they're tacked. But I don't think this really hurts Mahomes at all because he basically did everything he possibly could. I mean, he hit two receivers in a face mask for touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey had a big drop. Like, they had some ticky-tacky fouls last the second quarter. Um, their team offside a field goal, which led to another touchdown. Like, it was a lot of stuff that Mahomes could not control. Yeah, I think in the media and, like, generally on Twitter, I'm seeing that people are, like, praising Mahomes just for this game, even though he didn't even come close to winning it, which, I mean, I can see because he made some absolutely insane throws. But I think he should have been taking a little bit of the underneath to Travis Kelsey a little bit more early in the game. In the second half, he started doing it and got a bunch of easy completions. But when they're dropping the ball on third and fourth down or third down over and over again, it is not going to be able to sustain drives when it's not really helping you out. Yeah, and all the last night, the other night was like the time 
Mahomes kind of looks like a young quarterback. I mean, he's been very great with under pressure, but at night was a completely different type of pressure. And if you have a different veteran quarterback, they're gonna they're gonna try and game plan around that with quicker throws and not rely on um strict strictly athleticism. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, the the Chiefs were on defense. We're trying to we're trying to blitz, but the the Buccaneers were throwing screen passes around it, kind of like what Kansas City normally does. I heard Romo talking about that in the broadcast. Because in the game they played earlier in the year, they blitzed Brady like five times, and he threw like three picks on those five times, or like. Yeah, he threw three picks when they blitzed him and was like 0 for 8 or something like that. And they tried it again, and I guess Bruce Arians came with the game plan around that. So it was just a little kind of like a coaching actual key in the game. It did. Like they come into the game with two elite offensive tackles not playing, going against a tough front seven, and they did absolutely nothing to – Try and negate that. But also yeah. being like an older head coach, like you got to tell your quarterback to, you got to tell him, like, we can't do this anymore. You got to change something up. Mm-hmm. But they also needed to as well. I'm not, I'm not giving Mahomes an injury pass at all, by the way. Yeah, he was still able to run around and stuff. Flying around the field regardless. Yeah. He only he only looked injured a couple weeks ago against the Bills when he was limping a little bit, but it wasn't really affecting him. He still runs like a four eight four either way, so it's not like he Lamar Jackson surgery tomorrow though on it. But that's not yeah. He said in a post game interview that it wasn't affecting him at all, and he didn't notice it. So. Bottom line is, though, no one's really going to like, – years from now, no one's going to say all these, like, excuses for him. He's going to come out he lost. Yeah. And honestly, even five years from now, that's what people are going to say. But yeah. whatever. He it, it clearly wasn't his fault, though. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's going to – when he's got to compete with Tom Brady to go. He's lost yeah. to Tom Brady twice now, so – yeah, it's basically over unless they rematch next year in the Super Bowl, which is probably unlike more unlikely than that it will happen. But yeah, we'll see. So, do you think it was the Bucks that dominant or Chiefs collapse? Um, I think I mean kind of a little bit of both. With the offensive line was completely collapsing for the Chiefs, but the Bucks defense was dominant the whole time. Their, the Bucks' offense didn't look phased at all either by the Chiefs' defense. Tom Brady was 21 for 29 passing for three touchdowns. They really had an answer for everything. So I go a little bit more with the Bucks were dominant, but I think the Chiefs still collapsed a little bit there. Scott, what do you think? Bucks were too dominant or Chiefs collapsed their both? I feel like it was more dominant from the Bucks defensively because they just absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage both offensively and defensively. And when they were running the ball with the Bucks on offense, they could just put one man on each defensive lineman and just push them back to get easy runs. 
that's how Fournette got a bunch of yards. So I feel like they were just way more dominant team that day. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. They, they destroyed on both sides of the ball in the trenches. But it's definitely both Chiefs, but definitely more bucks on it than a Chiefs collapse. Yeah. No, you have anything where was it the Bucks were too dominant or a Chiefs collapse? I feel like the Bucks were just too dominant at the line of offense and defense, getting pressure on Mahomes and just opening lanes for Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. So I'd say I don't think the Chiefs collapsed necessarily, but it was more due to the Bucks just being dominant. Yeah. So how much percent? How much percent do you think? Mahomes deserves for the loss. I'd say oh, he deserves like really I, any. Yeah, I'd say he deserves like ten percent, maybe max. He played his heart out the whole game. He made stupid throws. He didn't have anybody open the entire game. I just feel like he was under pressure the whole time too, and he still got the ball to a receiver at least. Kelsey had three drops, and I think as a team they had five or six. So. I'm in. I'm on Clubhouse last night with like ten people. This debate was how much percent do certain things like deserve. Me and this one kid were saying about twenty for Mahomes, and the rest is whatever you want to call it. Defense coaching, and the only people who were defending Mahomes, everyone thought Mahomes deserved fifty percent. What? And these people, I'm not joking. They were actually knowledgeable. Like they were. Smart. They knew, yeah. but there might be the minority for defending homes. How we might be. I saw that Mahomes shared fifty-five percent of dropbacks. Uh, the most in triple history. Uh, Brady was freshman history. <laughs> The story of the game. Yeah. But, I don't think he made losing plays to, to like get that much of the blame, 50%. Like, it's not like he chucked it straight at linebackers with no one around him. He's throwing it to receivers. And his receivers dropped two touchdowns. So. Yeah, see, they were thinking that if you're going to do something, you have to count drop picks, which I think he had one drop pick. Yeah, he tends to have draw picks. It was like a tipped interception too. So, um, I forgot what the points they were making, but they, they had decent arguments. But like, there's no way coaching didn't get more deserved. Um, yeah, more deserved blame than Patrick Holmes. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got another topic here. I got another. I got another topic. Do we think Tom Brady deserved a Super MVP? Um, see, I'm not mad at it. I wouldn't be mad if any of the linebackers or pass rushers got it. But there's no way Tom Brady wasn't getting it. If he deserved yeah. it, I guess if not. I have no problem with it. Yeah, I would have given it to maybe possibly Gronk. He had a, he had two touchdowns. He was really good in the run game blocking and stuff like yeah, that. Fact. But um, there, and on defense, you could give it to them. Maybe Devin White, but 
Because like, yeah. they didn't play because he like stat lineman would just pick eight tackles. But if someone had like two picks and a fumble, force fumble or something like that, then you'd have to give it to them. Their defense was the reason they won the game. I think it would have been. I think it would have been if you made it. If not, I think Devin White would have been one Gronk too. Yeah. Devin White was a part of almost every play. Yeah, he's flying around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, who, who, who do you think your MVP should have been? I feel like it definitely should have been Devin White. Uh, he should have played some defense, and defense was the reason for the game. So. You're mad. I'm not mad, but like, even my third option behind Devin White and Brock. Maybe even I guess we're in agreement, but I don't really care. Tom Brady is the MVP of that team, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I think he had the best stat line overall, but oh yeah, they they won because of their front seven. Yeah, and, offensive, and blocking offensive line, but like it's Tom. Um, what's next? Anything else on the school? I mean, covered a lot of it. Tackles drive this potential to raise Super Bowl. The tackles. And Andy Reid. Yeah. Passing interference. Oh my goodness, dude. And then the other pass interference was like completely. I ran FC1 that wasn't even passing interference. Those ones were, those ones are bad. I thought the the go route before that was, it was more passing interference than the one in the end zone. Yeah. The the ball landed in the stands. (laughs) Didn't it hit the goalpost? Or yeah, it hit something. It was like completely uncatchable. It hit the it hit the goalpost. Yeah, and I didn't even think Matthew fouled him. <laughs> I need to yeah. see it again. But I'm pretty sure he didn't foul him. He turned his head. Oh my goodness! Those and then it always happens to Brady, bro. Throw a pick, but there's a holding call ten yards from the play. <laughs> like, it doesn't affect it. Yeah. Like technically, it's the right call, but like it's just the Brady effect. He has the luck; it just always happens. He, one time he, the one time he messes up, one of his, one of the teammates just, bro, they sell or on the opposite team. Like it's impossible. Oh, and remember that offsides call that was made yes, field goal attempt. That he, yeah, we I don't got know, into that. His hand was offsides. I don't know if you would call that regularly. No, they would. I don't know, it but was. then it gave I mean, them and the pass interference call in the end zone. That ball was it hit the wall, so I don't think it was catchable. I feel like they just got like screwed with calls in the first half. The Chiefs. Yeah, so. they definitely had some unfortunate calls go their way, but that's definitely not the story of it. It was looking like that could have been the story of it, like mid second quarter, because like but they got everyone, everyone was like, okay, 
fixes in like in the middle of the second quarter. Everyone was talking about the refs fixing it for Brady. It's his home Super Bowl. But no, that can't be a can't be an excuse for them now. Yeah, they only scored nine points, so yeah, but it's safe to say that elite defenses can still stop elite offenses. Yeah. To an extent. So for your Steelers next year. Yeah. We need, we need to do some things. <laughs> um, did that. All right, we can jump into some trade rumors. Russell Wilson's starting to be unhappy. He's on pace to be like the most sacked quarterback by um, by miles right now. Uh, Brett Favre has like 500 something total. Like I don't even know how many seasons, but a lot of seasons. And Russell Wilson's played nine seasons, and he's like on pace, like shattered record. So he's getting, he's starting to get unhappy there. Chicago wants a quarterback. Envy wants a quarterback. Who's gonna Who's gonna make a big move? If you had If you had to say either Wilson or Watson, just one of them gets traded. Who's gonna do it? And where? I think it's Watson that's going to get traded over Wilson. I don't. I don't think the Seahawks will trade Russell Wilson. He's been like, he's been he's been carrying them for like the last couple of years here. I think Watson. Apparently, they keep saying their GM says they're not trading him. They're not looking into trading him. But then there's a trade rumor today, like linking the Texans and Carson Wentz for some reason. Like, why would you need a trade for Carson Wentz if you're not trading Deshaun Watson? Yeah, it's a trade rumor of. Texans and Wentz. Literally get a second or third pick instead of Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play for them. So once the season starts, and apparently he's not going to even, like, use his no-trade clause to block any trades. He just wants to get out. So I think he's going to get traded before Russell Wilson knows. If you're the Panthers right now, you have, I think, the distance pick in the draft. Do you want to trade for Deshaun Watson, or do you want to hope that Justin Fields or Trey Lance falls to your spot? Oh, dude, that's a no-brainer. You, if you can trade for Watson, you get Watson. Yeah, any team that can trade for Watson that the Texans are willing to accept, they should 100% do it. We're talking about a top four minimum quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah, you pair him with C.J. Moore. And Robbie Anderson in Carolina, and you have you have a really good offense in McCaffrey. Yeah, he he dealt with the worst line in the league last year, and still was a top four quarterback. So you don't even he doesn't even need to go to a good success in first place. I I want him to go to the Jets because I'm a Jets fan, but also the the Washington football team. I think that'd be pretty cool on the football team. The Watson and McLaurin connection would be interesting because McLaurin about, is just a beast. Oh, um, yeah, he is. What about Matthew Stafford going to the Rams? Where yeah. did, where are they ranking going into the season in the NFC? Next season, I kind of really like them next season, but I don't know if I like them a lot. But I think Sean McVay is really going to get the most out of Stafford, so. They can do whatever they want, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I love the Stafford move, but I don't know how much they're going to have to shift their offense because Goff was really – he was able to move around in the pocket and make throws, but I don't know how much Stafford can really get around. I, like, he can hit tough passes, 
but I don't know how well he's going to be able to get out of the pocket because that offensive line is deteriorating every single season. I think I think Stafford is definitely capable of moving around still. Yeah. I don't even think their offensive line is that bad, is it? It's getting old. It, it hasn't been as good. Yeah, Whitworth is getting old. He's on the last few years of his contract. I don't know. No, nah, it's definitely getting older. And yeah. that was, it was like two years ago. Yeah, I think that Goff was their weakness. So as they got rid of Goff, they can really do anything with that defense. We just saw Tampa won the Super Bowl with their defense. They have arguably the best defense in the league. So Yeah, the Rams only had one weakness last season, and that was Jared Goff. Yeah. That was literally their only hole, and he held them back. I actually ranked them as the second-best team at, like, <laughs> or something. And then added they made it to the divisional round. So yeah. I'll take But they're – if they don't make the if they don't make the NFC championship, I'm, I think it's a failure year one. Yeah, I think they they got a couple years to get it together though. I don't know if I don't know if it's already a failure if they don't automatically win right away because Stafford's like what thirty one or something like that. Yeah, but see the thing is, they have all these big players on huge contracts. They're probably yeah. not going to have some of them in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Rams are about to win now. It's got to be year one or two to me. Just like the Bucks down in Tampa. I mean, they have pretty much all their players are on the last year of the contract. Their whole front seven is on the last year or two right now. Like, Levante David wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the entire league. Um, He's probably going to leave. There's going to be some players who leave that. Godwin's a free agent. Uh, there's going to be a few of those players who are thinking, I just won a Super Bowl and now I want to get paid. Yeah. So that's definitely going to happen. Brady coming back again? Oh, my goodness, dude. What about Carson Wentz? Who's going to take that? The Bears. I could actually uh, see Carson Wentz on the Bears. Uh, I, need to, I need you to tell me why the Bears should trade for him. Because I don't know, they traded for Nick Foles, so they get <laughs> too. Oh my gosh! So basically, they should trade for him because they're not good at making trades. Yes. I don't know. I feel like he would maybe shine under Matt Nagy because I mean, Mitch Trubisky is just terrible. He's inconsistent. If Carson Wentz can get back to his 2019, 2018 form. I feel like the Bears are an easy playoff team. But also, the, Bears, the Bears have a dumpster fire as an O-line. <laughs> That's honestly what you're trading for. You're trading for 2017-2018 Carson Wentz, hoping he can get back. Is he really, like his current form, is he even that much better than uh, Mitch Trubisky, who's got an MVP and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. He's the not that much better than Mitch right now. I think he'd have more weapons in Chicago. Because, I mean, in Philadelphia, what do you have? Nelson I mean, Aguilar. he's not going to have much weapons anymore because Allen Robinson yeah. is leaving. Yeah, Robinson is gone. But they just have, like, a solid offense. Not David really. Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. I don't really think it's not really solid. It's kind of trash. 
It is kind of trash. I don't think and also their, their play callers are trash too. Nagy and Bill Lazor just don't know what to do. Uh, the team I really want to see make a trade is the Colts. Yeah. That's the team that needs to try and get Watson or trade up in the draft. Yeah. Or get Russell. I don't see him getting traded. Yeah, I don't Russell for Deshaun Watson. Next season, if they don't improve the O line, then I think he would maybe request a trade after next year. Yeah, I want Trubisky to go to the Colts. Russell Wilson loves Seattle, bro. Yeah, I think I think we might see Darnold go to the Colts. I think Darnold, Darnold to the Colts might be the most likely trade for them that they can that they can manage. I don't know if they can get Watson. In the 49ers, too. Do you want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? No, they who's don't. Who's been keep him. pretty average. I, mean, you I think have... the best place for Darnold to go is uh, San Francisco. What up, Albert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a West Coast kid. He went to college on the West Coast. Get him under uh, Kyle Shanahan. See what he can do in that offense. If it doesn't work out – you still have have a chance to draft a quarterback. You won't give up a whole lot for Darnold. His contract's not reasonable, too. I'd say take a shot. Makes sense. Yeah, if the Jets can get a first-round pick for Sam Darnold, when? According to Schefter, it's first-round pick. So it's Carson Wentz. I'd say they give a third and a fourth and get Darnold. That's what, what's going to happen. Adam Schefter is insistent that the Jets are getting a first-round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, I don't see them trading Darnold for anything like a second-round pick and maybe a player. Yeah, I, I think a second, late, first, late first, early second-round pick is pretty good evaluation. He's still like 23, so 24. He's, He's younger Jets than Joe The Jets are going to get Mac Jones with the second pick and then trade Darnold. Oh, drafting Mac and Najee. <laughs> We're literally getting to Sean Watson, so. Uh, Why would you <laughs> want to go to New York? Are we going to switch it up real quick? Robert, oh, who's the NBA frontrunner MVP? Well, I had LeBron last time, and I think I'm going to stick with LeBron, but yeah, Embiid, Jokic. Curry can all be in that conversation. But, yeah, that, I'm going to stick with LeBron. I think he's going to carry it out in the end. Good man. That's the only correct answer. <laughs> That's the only correct answer at this minute in time. I got another thing. Did uh, you see Draymond's game winner last night? Oh, See, usually he's the smartest player on the court, but I don't know what just happened last night. <laughs> Man, caught him like seven seconds up and chucked a half-court shot for the win. Yep, that's what happens when you have Michigan State education. Imagine if you hit it, though. <laughs> what? Uh, really close. Let's be honest. All right. Who's, who are the favorites in the AFC and NFC next season as of right now? You should give the division winners for next I'd year. say the Chiefs have the AFC. 
maybe the Bills. The AFC is easy to me. I don't know. You got the Steelers, the Bills, the Chiefs. Three teams that could make it. I don't know how the Steelers are going to play next year, though. Because uh, well, Ben is still older. I'm not sure. Plus, you're going to have to pay Juju or just let him go. Well, Juju's really not. Like, don't get me wrong. He's good, but he's not like that. I know. He's the rest of other teams. Juju is gone. I mean, if Deontay can just catch the ball. <laughs> and you, can you guys have a winning football second team. Second round receiver to replace him. But we're not talking about the Steelers today. <laughs> um, the Ravens and Browns are going to come up. The Browns oh, are going to win the division next year. The Browns. Yeah. Browns. They keep Odell or they trade him? They trade him. They played better yeah, without him. Yeah, but Baker who would trade feels for like he needs, he needs to get Baker the ball. So... I mean, because I don't think the Bucks are going back. I think they're going to lose too many people. But if they keep all these people, they might go back. Yeah, I think my two from each of it or each conference is the Chiefs and the the Rams right now, based on what I know of the teams that's going to be there or like who's going to be on what team. Yeah, it's way too early. We can't even. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Ravens could have a nice bounce back, bounce back year. Ravens need receiver. If they sign Allen, they should get Allen. Yeah, Allen Robinson. They'd be going crazy. Still, what is the receiver really going to want to go there? Maybe. I mean, someone's got to want to play with. Lamar. I mean, they also they also got rid of their horrible receivers coach to go to the um, Texans to be their head coach. So. Yeah, that guy has like the worst passing offenses everywhere he goes. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're a free agent right now, a wide receiver, you might want to consider the Ravens because that's a team that's got to be in the playoff next year and might even be. In the Super Bowl, for all we know. I think there's multiple teams I'd rather go to. I mean, even if they get like a lower end, like wide receiver free agent, like Will Fuller or something like that. Right. If you compare it with Marquise Brown. Yeah. yeah. They, need a, they need a bigger receiver because they have the speed of Marquise Brown. They need some possession receiver. They yeah. could they go for Marvin Bryant, Jones. But he's old. Marvin Jones in free agency. He's, he's a big receiver. Physical receiver, he goes up and gets the football. Marvin Jones is going to the Jags. Oh yeah, he is. But I mean, we can just trade him there. All right, that's gonna conclude the episode today. See y'all, boys, later. See ya.